0: You're listening to the Be Healthy Naturally Podcast, episode number 20.
1: Welcome to the best 20 minutes of natural health education and enlightenment on the web today. This is the Be Healthy Naturally Podcast.
0: Knowledge, empower, and elevate are the keys to living a happy, healthy life. With your hosts, often known as the dynamic duo, Dr. Shane Watt, a chiropractic physician,
1: and Liz Watt, a holistic wellness expert.
0: We bring our knowledge and education together to create a new way of thinking to elevate your life and your health.
1: In order for you to live your best life, you have to elevate your learning.
0: We want to welcome you out to the podcast today. We have Jeremy and Amy Keeks. They are, they do the AJ Body Works and they do a lot of massage and health coaching. So we want to welcome you guys to the podcast today. Thank you. And let us, and just share with us what is it you do and how it is that you can help our audience.
2: Sounds good. So we do therapeutic massage um, and that's the difference between that and say going and get a Swedish massage is that it's uh, designed more for what's ailing you. Swedish
1: is, for people that don't understand, Swedish is basically just
2: to feel good.
3: Yeah, fluff and
2: Okay. So usually on a Swedish massage, there's a time limit. They've got to get your whole body done in an hour. Yeah, 50 minutes kind of thing. So they're going quick, and they're just kind of touching everything. Um, And those massages are great, and sometimes you need those. It helps to reduce stress and all kinds of things. But the massage that we do is uh, mostly cranial sacral therapy. Uh, lymphatic drainage, Mercier therapy, those kinds of things, foot which zones. are yep foot zoning, which is a lot See, I wouldn't more I want to consider
1: foot zoning as a massage therapy, but that you're just doing that as a different technique, right? Yeah. yeah. So there are mm-hmm. different modalities That's not, modalities yeah, that's not it. a, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not a massage technique. Okay. Yep. No, it's not mm-hmm.
2: another massage umbrella, for right. sure. Um, and if you're a foot zoner, you can do that without being massage, a massage licensed right. massage therapist.
1: Yeah, you can just go to school for that. Mm-hmm. uh uh-huh.
2: Yeah.
3: Yep. Of which we've done.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so yep. do
1: both of you do everything?
2: Most everything. There's a few things that she doesn't do that I do. I do Mercier therapy, which... uh, Which I don't know what that is, so explain what that is. Yeah, so that's um, Dr. Jennifer Mercier came up with the program, and it's for um, conception. Helps with uh, infertility. Oh, I think
1: that's what you originally talked to me about way back when. was you were Mm -hmm. speaking at a conference or something,
2: right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep, so it helps with infertility. It helps... um, It's a deep visceral massage, so... It ends up feeling good, but it's not like... Yeah, it's not a feeling good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If it's a deep visceral, it's not feeling good. Yeah,
2: so we're working with the uterus and the ovaries, trying to make sure that they're not in poor alignment, um, making sure that they're in the best physical condition they can be in. We're trying to increase blood flow, lymphatic drainage in those areas. Um, We hold a lot of stress in our pelvis as Americans, and that's an area that we're not very open with, um, with our energy. So our energy doesn't flow through our pelvis too well. And so getting in there and working those areas really helps to open everything back up, um, gets the fluids moving, gets the tissues moving. Do you do that with the
0: stretching more or do you do that more of the massaging?
2: So it's, it's a little of both. We do, do some stretching. We also do, um, so the deep visceral massage. You're going in from the top of the pubic bone up to the rib cage and we're working deeply into those organs. It's manipulating. working
3: to really kind of realign the uterus. A lot of women that have fertility issues is because their uterus is antiverted or retroverted. Uh, so they've done studies on- Is that when you're talking
1: like a tipped pelvis? You hear mm-hmm. these women say, I've got a tipped pelvis, so I can't conceive. It's like,
2: so sometimes it's that, and that the other times it's, <laughs> um, the, the uterus itself can actually get Misaligned, yeah. so the uterus can be folded backwards. It can be tipped forwards. It could be one side or another, and there, there's almost always some kind of surgery that some that people have had with uh, who are trying to conceive, and so there's a lot of scar tissue right. with that or endometriosis scar tissue, and so it helps to break all that up. Helps to get everything in proper alignment, making sure things are where they need to be physically, so that then they can uh, work better. So it's done without any kind of medications. Um, it will work hand-in-hand hand with IVF if somebody wants to do IVF or is interested in doing those. It works great with that. So she, the doc, doctor... Do the
1: MDs kind of poo-poo it though? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. for Cause, sure. Because they're so concentrated on themselves. Uh-huh. They're like, if anything else, do you do anything? I mean, I've had people say, oh, don't get adjusted. And it's right. like the best thing you can do when you're pregnant yeah. is to get adjusted. Yeah, for sure. But they're like, they're so scared because they don't understand but they also don't want anything to interfere with what they're doing right Exactly.
2: yeah and so the way it works is you would get it's it's six sessions so it's one session uh, a week for six weeks okay. and so we would do that we would finish up before they started IVF I'll oh, get gotcha. oh, all okay. that before so stuff try yep, get, get everything ready but the
3: success rates you know IVF has a 24% percent success rate with Mercier, and they're not it not up to, to like 85% success rate. I mean, it has a huge yeah. percentage of a four-year study of what Which they Which begs do. the
1: question, why would they not then be on board? Yeah. No is idea. that not the dumbest thing in the it world is. It <laughs> is. It doesn't make sense to me. It no? doesn't make sense why when they can see something like that, and I don't know where you got your studies from, but let's just say they're accurate. Yeah. Okay. I mean, why? Why would you not want, I mean, you'd think they would hire you. Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) So the creator of it, Dr. Mercier, she did a a one-year study um, and a four-year study. So the four-year study was with IVF. And like my wife was saying, there's a less than 30% chance of success rate with IVF. And you don't get a refund. No, you don't get a refund. And if you do the uh, Mercier therapy, it bumps it up to 85% success rate so it's a huge difference in, in success rate and then the one-year study um, was done with and this all these uh, studies have been published we have all the information if anybody wants to see it i'm glad to pass it on to them um, but the one-year study was done um, without ivf so there was no ivf included in that one it was just mercy therapy by itself and that had a eighty percent success rate so
1: no, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Great stuff. So then go into this cranial sacral. Explain what that is for people.
2: So cranial sacral therapy is um, a branch of osteopathic medicine. If anyone is familiar with that, osteopathics kind of believe that so the Western model is is if your knee hurts, let's cut your knee out and replace it. Osteopathic doctors believe that if your knee hurts, that there's probably other things involved and let's work on fixing you as a whole person instead of looking at you as parts. And so um, cranial sacral therapy came out of osteopathic medicine and a doctor, uh, John Upledger, right. is the one who has developed was most he of an, the protocols. Was he an osteopath or a chiropractor? He was. He was an osteopathic. Oh, his kids are chiros then. Because I know his Probably, kids. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he was a, an osteopathic doctor and was very Western-minded and had a, a mentor that was one of his teachers that was an osteopathic doctor said that he... Maybe we should look into it and kind of see there's something more there. And so he kind of started doing some more research on it at the University of Michigan. Michigan. And he was there for a long time, did a lot of studies with autistic children, with um, PTSD. They've done some studies on football players, things like that.
3: So basically from 1975 to 1983, there was 25 physicians, scientists, and researchers that studied the entire brain, studied the spinal cord, and cranial sacral therapy was kind of the baby of what came out of that. Um, they had discovered in a surgery a, a rhythm that was happening within the dural tube, which is what uh, holds your cerebrospinal fluid in your spine. And there was a movement there that wasn't related to the cardio with your heart, or wasn't related with respiratory in your lung. And they discovered that this rhythm is created between the sphenoid and occiput bones in your head and it is a rhythm that they now call chi or life force and so cranial sacral therapy is balanced around that rhythm and working to reset the body and reset the nervous system by creating a still point, point and pausing that rhythm and helping people change from a sympathetic nervous system into a parasympathetic nervous system because parasympathetic nervous system is where healing occurs
1: i just had a monster flashback from chiral school because i remember taking that class There's like a lot of kairos that do. You're yeah. glad you're done, right? Yeah. Do you know what?
3: <laughs> I, when we go to trainings, and we go to trainings every six months just because we're passionate and want to learn more about it, and there's so many fantastic things about it. Mm-hmm. There's Kairos, yeah. there's orthopedic surgeons, there's um, physical therapists, physical all therapists all speech therapists. It, it's a whole different group that just are very passionate about it. There's 125,000 practitioners in 110 countries, yeah. so it's growing. <laughs>
2: yeah. And so we're working with that cranial rhythm. Um, Like other rhythms in our body, that cranial rhythm can get out of balance. And what we're trying to do is balance that cranial rhythm. We kind of equate it to, you have a laptop or a computer and you're running it for a long time and it kind of starts running goofy. And then you turn it off, you turn it back on and then everything seems to run good. And that's what the still point is that my wife was talking about is that still point is like turning your computer off and turning it back on and where everything comes back into alignment, everything's running a lot better. That's what it does with your cranial rhythm is help to align that cranial rhythm in your your system. Um, But the
3: natural byproduct of it really is reduced pain, increased mental clarity. So that's kind of the target and the goal when you're doing a cranial sacral therapy session so it's really great he talked about autism and ptsd a lot of the clients that we work on are cancer patients Mm -hmm. Um, either you know going through cancer in the moment or have had cancer in the past and it's really working to help reset their systems with so many of the drugs that they've had to go through with chemo or with radiation and other things like that
2: yeah so it helps to balance that rhythm out balance your body out and then we also work with the bones in the head and the other bones in the sacrum that's cranial sacral from the cranium to the sacrum so we're working with all different kinds of areas and and trying to release um, or achieve uh, tissue compliance so the tissue will have a certain feel to it or it'll be in a certain distortion pattern and we're applying no more than five grams of pressure to encourage that tissue to then release the, uh, the stress patterns that it has so do you do blocking and all that kind of stuff too
1: no oh you don't no
3: it's just working uh, and... You know the,
1: what I'm referring to uh, the, with the with the triangle blocks they put under the sacrum. Yeah, and all yeah. of that. Yeah, this is it's just all pure with massage oh, okay. but
3: it, well, it, it fits under massage, and you can only you know do it if you have a license to touch, um, but it really is just working with the spine. Uh, and along the spine to elongate, to clear everything out, to remove any, you know, it's almost like that dural tube that I was mentioning is uh, where all of the, uh, your nerves flow. And it's almost like walking down a tunnel and clearing out the cobwebs, whether it be physical distortion, mental distortion, emotional distortion, distortion, spiritual, because we do have those four different bodies. And so it's just working and, and working with the rhythms of the body to clear things out and to remove tissue blockages, tissue has memory, and sometimes it's, you know, things that we no longer need to. So how
0: often do you think people, do you recommend people come and do these type of massages?
2: So depending on where they're at, if if you're in a lot of distress, more often is better, for sure. But usually about once a month is a pretty good, if you want to be on, you see more regular in the front and yeah. to kind of get yeah. these usually cleared out. Then. And
3: that's what I was going to say. You know, we've had front. people come in in full tremor and have walked out with no tremors and never experienced it again. We've had people come in with a, a pain level of eight and walk out in a three the next day, being zero and not having to come back. But typically, it is some more of a maintenance program where if you do it over time, then it's going to help reduce, and it's going to help reduce headaches and tension within the body. It's going to remove pain throughout the body. Um, And so there is that maintenance program once a month. Some people come once every quarter. I have, uh, you know, many clients that are like, I want to come every week because this is the only thing that's saving me. I felt like I was 80 a year and a half ago. I've come every week since then. I now feel like I'm 30. So it's really kind of dependent on the person and dependent on the body and you can't really tell until you touch your hands on that body and feel what's going on and then you can kind of get a better idea of what's happening with So it. one thing that we
1: kind of skipped over do it really quick on your backgrounds so how did you how did you get to this point
3: Oh okay. I actually was diagnosed with chronic fatigue when I was in college. So, And I spent many years, about 12 years, with medical doctors, with them trying to give me all different types of drugs to see if anything would help. Um, Finally turned to a little bit of uh, Eastern medicine because of that. Uh, My mom studied a lot of energy work. My sister was a foot zoner. Uh, Foot zoning, um, cranial sacral therapy, acupressure, acupuncture is what saved me. Haven't had an episode in eight years, so really kind yeah. of a cool thing. So,
1: did your sister so. just start doing it twelve? after you'd been do- After you'd been living with it for 12 years, or had she been doing it and you just didn't want to deal with it because you were thinking you were getting the right care through your medical doctor?
3: No, I knew that I wasn't getting the care that I needed, and so that's when my mom was like, I'm going to learn energy medicine, here's an acupuncturist that you need to go to, who of you sisters want to sign up and take a foot zoning class, and one of my sisters stood up and said, I will. Three years later, I took a foot zoning class from her, so did my sister, so did both of my parents. When I met and married Jeremy three years after that, he took the foot zoning class because one of my mentors had said, he has very healing hands. He needs to become a Reiki master and uh, and do foot zoning. And I went home and said, this is what you need to do. And he said, OK. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: then what was your background? So my background, I grew up very holistic. Uh, my parents, I grew up in Wyoming, and my parents were very uh, anti-establishment, I guess, somewhat, and didn't want to go to doctors, didn't want to eat processed foods, those kinds of things, so we made all of our own bread, hunted for all, most of our food, um, tried to eat as natural as possible, and then once I became an adult, kinda got away from that, was working, wasn't focused on necessarily taking care of my health, and uh, my first wife got sick um, and died from uh, liver cancer, and going through that process, we started doing more holistic things. And then after she had passed away, then it just kind of kick-started my journey back into the holistic part of or realm of the world. And uh,
3: We were set up about a year after yeah. his wife passed away.
2: And then after we met I and hadn't... married, we both... Kind of so ahead. did you guys go to massage school together? We did, did you? Do we a did afterwards. Kind of so yeah. yeah so absolutely. basically,
3: I had been doing foot zoning before I met him. On our first date, he was asking me about muscle testing, and he was like, "You know, explain this to me. This is a foreign concept. I don't understand." And I was explaining how each muscle of your body can respond in a yes or no answer, whether it's a question about the past or the present. And he said, "Well, isn't your heart a muscle? Why don't you just listen to that?" and then we started uh, developing from there and really it learned that using that internal physician that's inside of each of us and listening into our own heart can help us in our medical journey. Our bodies want to heal themselves. There's thousands of diseases out there, and yet we only have a select few, you know, if, the, if that many. And really, the body wants to do that if we start listening within. And then, Dr. John Upledger, in his book about cranial sacral therapy, talked about that internal physician, and it just kind of set with us. And so, we started as foot zone practitioners. We then went to nutrition school through uh, Dr. Sears Wellness Institute. We then became, uh, I became a Reiki practitioner, he became a Reiki master. And as we were opening up our practice and thinking this is what we were gonna do, um, we had another kind of inspirational moment and decided that we needed to go back to massage school both together and um, added lymphatic drainage, cranial sacral therapy, and then since then myofascial release and mercier therapy for Jeremy.
1: Well, isn't myofascial release pretty standard in massage, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yep.
3: So it's, it's just another specialty to be able to release specific areas.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So, how can people find you then? Do you guys have websites? We you do. Know, where are you located? Like, can you
0: tell? <laughs> yep.
2: So, our website is you. ajbodywork.com.
3: And that's no S, just work.
2: <laughs> yep, just work. And then we're on Facebook. Because AJ Instagram. Body Works is something else. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> it's another domain. Yeah.
3: Yep.
2: yep. So we're on
3: Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Pinterest. We have a YouTube channel with a few things. Um,
2: and then we're physical offices in Murray. So we're 45th South, 308 East in Murray. And
1: you're. Coming soon, one in Bluffdale, and yes. that's going to take over. You're going to still keep the Murray office, but not, do, not be there as often, and then right. open up yep. more full-time in, in, Bluffdale, in Bluffdale, just mm-hmm. off the freeway at the, by the Point of the Mountain. Yep. yep.
2: Okay. 146 south. So.
0: Now, um, you're running a special right now. You want to we tell are. people about the special?
2: Yep, yeah, so through the end of December, uh, you can get a 75-minute massage for the price of a 60-minute massage, so you get an extra 15 minutes.
1: So this might not be out right away, so this might be a little later, will you, if they hear this, will you honor that if they say we heard you on the podcast? Absolutely. Yes, whenever. We're happy
3: to do that. (laughs) Yep. Perfect.
1: Um, Is there anything else about your practice or about what you guys do that you'd like to share? We still got a couple minutes if you'd like to share about maybe some stories, maybe um, some other things that you might do or different things that you think that you can offer the people that listen to this.
2: Sure. So a couple of things we can touch on. so talking about the inner physician, um, it's it's a concept that Dr. Upledger um, kind of came up with and as Americans, we're very outwardly focused. We don't really focus inward a whole lot and through a session, we help to encourage our clients to start looking inward and looking at their own bodies and kind of understanding what's going on and listening to the inner physician and the inner physician, um, can talk to us in lots of different ways. Um, it can be a thought, a smell, a color, different things like that. But the inner physician, like she had mentioned, knows what how to heal us, knows what we need. And so we're trying to encourage our clients to tune into that inner physician and tune into their inner wisdom of their body. And that way they can get lasting healing instead of Coming in, getting a little bit of work done, and two days later, you feel just as bad as you did, or worse than before you came in. And so, actually tuning into your body, healing from the inside out, finding out what's going on, connecting with what's going on, and trying to release whatever um, tissue restrictions are going on in that area, you're going to get lasting um, relief from whatever it might be that that's causing problems for you. Um, so, tuning into the inner physician, helping our clients be mindful. We, the mindfulness is like a huge buzzword right now, and everybody talks about mindfulness, and but no one really knows how to do it. And really, all it is is listening to your inner wisdom, listening to your body, listening to what's going on, instead of listening to everything else around us. Because
0: mm-hmm. we get so distracted. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah like I said, as Americans, we're very focused on the outward, and we don't focus on the inward. A lot of people don't like being quiet with themselves. They don't like turning inward and figuring out what's going
1: on. It's because it's too easy just to look at your phone and flip yep, through stuff exactly. and see stuff. and Because exactly. you're always being stimulated and you don't have to worry about anything. Yep.
3: Yeah. So, I would say, you know, what would our clientele look like? It is those looking for help with cancer support. It's overcoming sports injury. It's pre and post surgery, a lot with little lymphatic drainage that we do. Uh, It's women's health or men's health, um, but very specific uh, things of wanting to overcome debilitating illnesses and um, just kind of trying to tap in to what their body says what we're doing is we're tapping into the inner wisdom as we place our hands on their body and really kind of letting that direct us in what needs to happen within yeah. the treatment session.
2: And a session is very interactive. So it's not just you don't know, come in and just lay there and disappear or whatever. It's it's very interactive for the, the client too so that they're working at trying to fix what's going on or to improve their own health and their own body. Um, as a practitioner, you're not going to know what someone needs all the time. And it's better if we can tune in with their body and find out what's going on with them and with their body and help, have their body help us as a team work together to alleviate whatever uh, symptoms they may be having.
0: Well, thank you for coming today and letting people realize that there are other options out there. Yeah, and thanks for having us. That you have been able to provide a lot of good. Um, I bet you have a lot of good stories that have come out do, of
2: yeah.
0: Neat things Being able to help people, especially working with that fertility and yeah, things like that. So thank it's you for fun being
3: a practitioner in something where you see miracles. Yes, <laughs> it is.
0: I agree with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So thank you so for. So give us today. give us your
1: your uh, phone number. They can re- get a hold of you and emails or
2: website again. So the website is ajbodywork.com. Okay. healthy at ajbodywork.com is an email address that they can email us at. Uh, And then a phone number, 801-631-1499. All right. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate you um,
1: coming in and talking to us and giving our uh, people that listen to our podcast some other options on what they can do for their health.
3: Thank you so much. Excellent.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Be Healthy Naturally podcast. Helping to make natural healthcare the standard, not the alternative. The more knowledge you have empowers you to make changes in your life. And because of this, your life will be elevated.
0: Remember, your health journey is between you and your doctor. This podcast is not meant to diagnose or treat any conditions.
1: However, if your health care goals are not being met by your current health care provider, then take control of your health and please find a doctor who is in harmony with your healthcare goals.
0: If this episode was helpful, and if you know anyone who can benefit from our podcast, share and leave a review. Sometimes all it takes to be our best self is just to elevate our learning.